everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Amen. I want you to go with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 148. Psalms, chapter number 148. You notice the book of Psalms is the biggest, longest book in the Bible. And it's not coincidental. It's not by chance. It's intentional that the book of Psalm happens to be the longest book of the Bible. And here's why. Because the greatest thing we can give God is our praise and our worship. Giving our praise to God is greater than giving finances, our time, our service, because all of those things I mentioned, time, finances, and service, those are things that we give because God gave that to us. He gave us the capacity to do what we do at the church because he gave us gifts, the gift of service, the gift of hospitality, the gift of playing an instrument, the gift of singing a song, the gift of learning equipment. All of that, God gave us that. So when I give God that, I'm actually giving him back what he gave me. When I give God from my finances, I'm giving him because he gave me the health to wake up in the morning, go get a job, get a paycheck. So when I'm giving God finances, it's really he, the one who gave it to me. When I give God my time, it's his time. But when I give God praise, praise has nothing to do with God as it pertains to him giving me. But praise comes out of the reservoir of my heart. And when I praise God, God don't give me praise to praise him. I praise him because I have this thing called free will. I praise him because when I think about his goodness and all that he's done for me, something in my mind and in my heart says, you better praise the Lord. So if there's anything God is after when it comes to us, it's praise and worship. And there's a psalm I want to preach on today, and this is going to be the psalm we're going to preach on the entire series. And it's Psalms 148, and I'm going to read the entire psalm. It's only 13 verses, so bear with me. It says, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Notice how many times the phrase praise him is there. Praise him, all heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. How can the moon praise God? Praise him. All you shining stars, how can stars praise God? Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Talking about the rain. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For at his command, they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures and all ocean depth, lightning and hail, 
snow, and how, how does lightning, hail, snow, clouds, stormy winds, praise the Lord, that do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men, don't look at your neighbor, and children, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heaven. Touch your neighbor and tell him, so will I. People think that they don't have to praise and worship God. People think that praising God is a choice. Praising God is not a choice. Praising God is a command. Matter of fact, the last chapter of the book of Psalms says, in the last verse, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. He's not asking us to praise him. He's not imploring us to praise him. He is commanding us to praise him. Some people think, that praise and worship, the one that goes on in church, is optional. I get to praise God today. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the mood to praise God today. It's, it's, I had just a rough day. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I don't care how high Lulu sings and Gabby tears it up. I ain't singing. Praising God in church is not optional. It is not optional for you to go to McDonald's and you not have a Big Mac as an option. It is not optional you go to a pizzeria and they ain't selling pizza. If you come to the house of God, praise is not an option. You've got to come to the house of God understanding part of my expression today is to verbally, physically, and audaciously praise the Lord. Touch it and tell them, so will I, so will I, so will I. Praise is not what I do because I want a word from the Lord. Praise is not what we do to kill time in the service. Uh, the video ain't working. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Clap your hands, touch your neighbor. No, no, we, we, we don't do that. When, when you understand the power of praise and the power of worship, this is not an in-between thing. This is I know that I know that I know what I'm doing when I'm praising the Lord. Now, 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 is there a difference between praise and worship? There's a difference. Yes, there is. What is praise, Pastor? Praise is when we talk about God. When we talk about God, 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 you're so good. Let me tell you what God did. God delivered me. God healed me. Let me tell you what God did. When praise is when you start telling others and everybody 
the goodness of the Lord. That's why when I come to church, I come to church with a praise in my heart and a praise in my mouth because I want everybody to know the good things that God has done for me. When I praise God, my praise is an expression to everybody around me that I know that God has been faithful, that God has been good, that God has been great. If you don't got a praise in your heart and in your mouth when you come to church, what you're telling me is you have no reason to tell nobody what the Lord has done for you. But when you've been delivered, when you've been healed, when you've been blessed, when you've been restored, you can't come to church with your mouth closed because you got to tell everybody, let me tell you how good the Lord has been to me. So what is praise? Praise is telling people what God has done. Now what's worship? Worship is when you go from talking about God to actually talking to God. Now, now, now you can't talk to God in worship until you talk about God in praise. It, there, there's something about you telling people and, you, and, and you're so enamored with what God has done in your life that that praise is going to usher you into a level of worship where now I'm not praising God because of what he's done. I'm praising God because I finally realized that it's better to be one day in the house of the Lord and in his presence than a thousand afar off. It, 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 it's shifting from I'm talking about him so I'm actually going to talk to God. So in this series, we're going to talk about worship. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, that devil is going to do everything in his life, in, in, in his power, to cause you to miss one of these services. Because if one thing the devil don't want you to understand is the power of worship. Why? He was a worshiper. He was a praiser. He knows the power. So your, your car is going to break down. You better Uber yourself over here. Your, 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 whatever happens this next three weeks, you better not let nothing get in your way. Because I believe when the series is over, your walk in God, your relationship with God is going to go to a whole nother level. Now, 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 the Bible tells us that creation praises God. Psalm 66, verse 4. Check this verse out. It says, all the earth worships you and sings praises. How does the earth sing? They sing praises to your name. Psalms 19 and 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims your handiwork. How does the heaven proclaim the glory? 55, Isaiah 55 and 12 tells us, For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth. In I've never seen a mountain sing. I've never seen a, a hill shouting forth to the Lord. It says, and all the trees in the field shall clap. I've never seen trees with hands. But the Bible says that the trees will clap their hands. How does that happen? I'm going to tell you in a minute. Nehemiah 9 and 6 says, you are the Lord. You alone. You have made the heaven, the heavens of the heaven. It says you've made the heaven. That's talking about what you see in the sky. Remember, we, they ain't got no telescope in the time of Nehemiah. They ain't got no, no battle, no ships in space. So he's going by what he sees. He says, heaven is the sky. But when he says, the heavens of heavens, he's talking about outer space, the Milky Way, the galaxies. He says, you have made heaven, 
the heaven of heavens with all of their hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is on them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worships you. So we see four specific verses that tells us that the earth worships, that trees clap their hands, that the heavens declare the glory of God, <laughs> that the hills are singing, and the question is, how does creation praise God? They ain't got a mouth. They ain't got hands. How do they praise God? How does creation worship God? Here's how. Creation worships God and praises God through sound. Sound. Somebody say sound. Now, 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 now. Sound is the core or the substratum, or the basis, or the foundation for music. You cannot have music without sound. Now, what is sound? Webster defines sound music as the science or art of ordering tones or sounds in succession in combination and in temporal relationships to produce a composition having unity and continuity. Now, now what is the sound? This is the sound. Ah, uh, that's a sound. What is music? My ah, uh, your ooh, her e, and her yai. Right? If we all say that at the same time, that's music. But music needs an element to make it make sense. And that's the word melody. So sound is praise. Music is when your sound, your sound, my sound. That's why when I come to church with a praise, I come to church with a sound. My sound with your sound and your sound. And your, and your sound might be different from mine because your hell might be different from mine. And your problem might look different from mine. But there's something about when we come together in church and we begin to make music with your sound and your sound and your sound. And together we start lifting up the name of the Lord. Something begins to happen in the atmosphere. So sound is the base for music. Music now needs melody, which now melody is defined as a sweet or agreeable succession of arrangements of sound. So creation worships God by the sound it makes. Humans Worship God by the sound it makes. See, see, but to me, to me, to me, listen to me. How does creation worship God and praise God? Listen to me. Creation worships God by the sound it makes. Here's the key phrase. As a result of creation doing what is created to do. Now, 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 God created the sun for what? 
shine. Okay, okay. Because the sun is shining, like, like we're so far from the sun that we don't have the capacity to experience the full power of the sun. We don't have it. If we were to get close to the sun, not only are we going to feel the fiery furnace experience of the sun, but the blazing fire in the sun produces a sound. It's what we call ultraviolet rays that come from the sun. We can't hear it because we're on earth. But if you are next to the sun in outer space, it is making a sound. The sound that the sun is making is praise. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Another example. The water. The Bible says that the water praises God. When the water crashes on the rocks... The crashing of the rocks produces a sound. And that sound is how the water praises God. So the water don't need a mouth to praise God. As long as the water does what it's created to do, then by virtue of that, it's praising God. When, 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 when birds flap their wings as they're flying, the flap, flap, as the flapping of the wings begin to make a sound, that's how birds praise the Lord. When birds begin to sing in the morning, as they're singing in the morning, why do they sing in the morning? Because that's what they were created to do. Because they're created to worship and to sing. That sound is how they praise the Lord. Listen, listen, listen. This morning, there was, you know, and, and, and you know, there was a demonic squirrel. In my, in, in, behind my, in, in, in behind my room. And, and I kept hearing the squirrel squirking and making all this little weird noise. And, and she kept running up the tree and coming down the tree. The little, a little fat, I've never seen such a fat squirrel in my life. <laughs> Gotta put that, that, that squirrel on the fast. Anyway, and, and she was running back and forth, making noise, making noise. But, 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 but some people get upset when they hear squirrels making noise as they're trying to get some sleep. But what you don't understand is that the noise that the squirrel is making is how the squirrel praises the Lord. Because the squirrel was, another example, trees, how do trees praise the Lord? Every time the trunk of a tree begins to grow, the growing of a trunk in a tree creates a sound that we cannot hear it. We can't hear it. Because it grows so slow, and as it's stretching, it's creating a sound that sounds like this. And you might feel that that noise is insignificant. And some of us, because we can't hear it, we feel it's not making worship. Some people feel that just because they can't see you praising, that you're not praising. Uh, but but as, as the tree begins to stretch, as, as the tree begins to produce branches, and the branches begin to produce fruit, and the fruit begins to fall to the ground, when it detaches from the, from the branch, the noise clack that it makes is how the tree praises God. And the reason why it praises God is because it's doing what it's created to do. This is to me. So how does creation praise the Lord? Creation praises the Lord by obedience. If the sun decided, I ain't shining no more, it'll stop praising God. If the moon decides, I ain't going to shine no more, which is the reflection of the sun, it stops praising God. 
If the bird decides, I ain't whistling no more and I ain't flapping my wings no more, it, ain't, it, it stops praising God. But because, but because creation obeys the command of the creator, every time the nature and creation decides to obey, it continuously receives ongoing praise and ongoing worship. That's why the sun will always shine even though it's cloudy outside and you can't see the sun. That don't mean the sun ain't shining. He's still shining because he's saying, ain't no cloud going to stop me from doing what I was created to do. I'm going to shine. I'm going to radiate and I'm going to give God praise every single day of my existence. We as believers, we need to learn how to praise God like the stars praise God. The sun don't praise God because somebody stepped on his toe. The, somebody, the, the sun don't stop praising God because somebody talked about them. The moon don't stop praising God. The squirrels don't stop praising God because another squirrel told, took their nut. No, no, no. They're going to still praise God. Fishes are going to still praise God. Nature's going to still praise God. And God is telling us today, if creation worships God, if animals worship God, if creatures worship God, how much us who were created in the image and in the likeness of almighty God, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. It's interesting. Noah preached 120 years to human beings. Get in the ark, it's going to rain. Get in the ark, it's going to rain. Get in the ark, it's going to You know what's 120 years? And nobody got in but his family. The only ones that got in were animals. Noah didn't preach to animals, but animals felt in their instinct. Because, because when you walk in obedience, listen, when you walk in obedience, your life of obedience is an act of worship. And when you obey God, you don't need a prophet to tell you what to do. When you obey God, you don't need a minister to tell you what to do. You are led by the Spirit, and those that are led by the Spirit are called children of God. Animals are not spiritual, but because they're obedient and they praise, they felt in their, in their instinct, we got to get on this boat. We got to get on this boat. And by the way, let me go get my wife. I'm going to go get my she-donkey. I'm going to go get my he-mail, my, 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 my he-mule. And everybody got together. Why? Because something about obedience will help you understand where God wants to take. You'd be surprised how your praise can solve most of the problems you're going through. Listen to me, church. Animals, unlike us, they only operate through their instincts. And in their instinct, something told them, get on that boat. But we, we have instinct, but we also have this thing called intuition. And intuition that animals don't have. Let me explain what instinct is. Instinct is, is defined as a behavior pattern that is universal for all species. And what's a species? Birds are a species. Fish is a species. Animals is a species. Human beings are a species. So when, it, when, it, when he talks about instincts, he's saying it is, it is the behavior pattern 
universal for any kinds of species. That is, every member of the species does, does it without the opportunity to learn. In other words, you operate your instincts with no inclination of learning. Instinct usually happens through reaction. Instinct usually happens through you respond. Okay, so when we talk about instinct, we're not utilizing our brain. We're just going by our environment. Animals only have instinct. And in their limited capacity of exercising mind process, they know, I got to praise the Lord. We have instinct and we have intuition. What is intuition? Intuition is defined as a kind of immediate knowledge or awareness not based on some logical process. In other words, in other words, intuition is this thing that operates in your brain but not because of information. And this is where discernment kicks in. This is where the Holy Spirit works in our intuition. He doesn't work with our instinct because our instinct it doesn't have the capacity to rationalize. It just reacts. But the Holy Spirit works in our, in our, in our intuition because that's the part of us that has the capacity to say, I, I, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it because I feel this is the right thing. Sometimes the Holy Spirit in us works in our intuition and you can't explain why you can't go to that lady's house and you can't explain why you can't go to that friend's house but the Holy Spirit is working in your intuition and you can't explain it, but you know if you go there, something's going to go down that should not go down. That's intuition. And the Holy Spirit works in us through our intuition and sometimes having the capacity to rationalize we don't understand the power of praise and worship. Because you could be full of intuition, but if you live and we live a life of disobedience, disobedience is the engine that will limit us from becoming praisers and worshipers. You want to be a good praiser, start obeying the Lord. Listen to what I'm telling you. What kind of worshiper are you? Are you the kind of worshiper... Because there are two kinds of worshipers here today. Only two. Those who disobey in their worship and those who obey in their worship. Those who think that praising and worship is something I do because as a result of something good happening to me, then I praise and then I worship. But a good worshiper, an obedient worshiper, worships God regardless of circumstances. Regardless of what's going on. Because when I worship God, my worship is not because of circumstances. My worship is because of I've been created to be a worshiper. I've been created to have a relationship with God to the point that I can talk about God, which is praise, and I can talk to God, which is worship. The devil wants to misconstrue your mind and make you feel when things are good, praise the Lord. When things are great, give God some worship. When there's money in the account, praise the Lord. But when your money is funny, don't praise. When your finances is jacked up, don't give God worship. No, no, no. You 
going to worship God like the sun. It might be cloudy, but I'm still going to shine. You're going to worship like the water. It might be cold outside, but I'm still going to move. And that's the type of praise. And that's the type of worship that God is seeking from his child. I wonder what would happen in this house if we would praise the Lord, not because of what happens, but because of who he is and our level of obedience to the God that made us. The Samaritan woman told Jesus in the Bible, oh, our people, we worship in the mountain. Oh, we worship in the mountain. And we all, Jesus told her, he said, mama, mama. Jesus is a little bit of Puerto Rican in Jesus. He said, mama, this is not a matter of where you worship. The mountain, the hill, the catacombs, the crypt. Listen, God is spirit. That's what Jesus told the Samaritan woman. God is spirit. And it is necessary that those that, that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And such worshiper the Father is searching for. What did Jesus tell this woman when he said what he said? He said, what you call worship is not what I call worship. You think worship is... That's, no, 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 no. The Bible says, she said, my people worship in the mountain. And Jesus told her, my father is looking for worshipers. If I'd have been the woman, I would have said, well, you don't have to look no more. They're up in the mountain. No, no, I'm not looking for that. That's not what my father's looking for. He's looking for worshipers. And if he's looking for worshipers, that means that he can find none. I pray today, if the Holy Spirit falls on this place, he can find in you, in you, in you, in you, and in me, the power of worship that is going to cause a revival in the house of the Lord. Looking for worshipers that would worship him in spirit and in truth. Now what it is, what does it mean to worship in spirit? To close your eyes and speak in tongues? That's not worshiping in spirit. That's speaking in tongues. Worshiping in spirit. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Worshiping in spirit is worshiping in obedience. God told Adam, don't eat from the fruit, the tree, right? Because the day you eat, you're going to die. In other words, God told Adam, don't disobey. Because if you disobey, you're going to be spiritually dead. Living in the spirit is living in obedience. Living in the spirit it's not speaking in tongues. Paul said, if I speak in the tongues of many angels and I have no love, I'm nothing but a resounding God and a clanging symbol. Living in the spirit is obeying the word of God. And when you obey the word of God and God looks at your life of obedience, he says, that's the best praise. You, you cannot sing, not even if they paid you. Your voice is cracky. You sound like a lizard. But there's something about your obedience that I look at that better than anybody else. If creation worships, let me take that word out and put this one. If creation obeys, so will I. There was one time Jesus said this. He said, listen, if y'all don't praise the Lord, the rocks are going to cry out. Because rocks are going to obey. If y'all don't praise me, I got you. The sun is going to cry out because the sun is going to obey me. 
And they don't have intuition. They only operate in, I mean, I, I'm sorry, the animals. If the animal, if you don't want to praise, the animals are going to praise. And, 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 and even if you want to give me your praise, I want to let you know that I am not lack of praise. I got praise. I just want your praise so that I can bless you. But if you don't, listen, if you don't, it, it would be sad. That a donkey worships more better than you and I. It would be sad that a kangaroo praises the Lord better than you and better than me. It would be sad that the hills worship God better than you and better than me. Because Jesus didn't die for kangaroos. Jesus did not die for monkeys. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Jesus died for humans. And he gave us intuition to be sensitive. Listen, 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 listen. Thank you. Listen. I remember one time. I lived in the Dominican Republic for two years, 88, 80, 86 to 88. 1986 to 1988. And I remember I went to a field in the Dominican Republic called Sainagua. And there I, I, I would sit there, climb trees, and, and eat mangoes, and, 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 and uh, cerezas, and, and guayabas. And I remember I, I would sit on top of the tree. And I wasn't Christian back then. And I would sit on the tree. There's a plate, Dominicans, we do. This is like the ghetto food called dumpling. If you know what dumpling is, Google it. We would do dumpling, which is flour and uh, 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 sardines, and it's just like an old school poor dish. And I remember we would eat, and I'd be so stuffed. And then I'd climb the tree and eat a, a mango or something. And I remember I would chill on the tree like this. And not having Jesus in my heart, not being a Christian, I remember I would feel God's presence. And I wouldn't know, I wouldn't understand how that would happen. To one day, my former pastor in New York preached this, this sermon on worship. And he said, there's something about you being around nature. Because nature worships God. There's a verse in Spanish that says, Los cielos cuentan la gloria de Jehová. The heavens declare the glory of God. And I'm sitting on a tree, but I, what, I, what I don't know is, is that I started feeling God's presence. Just by hearing the wind and the trees and the birds whistle, well, sing. And I'm there and, and I'm having my moment and I'm like, but I, I'm, not even, I'm not even in church. I don't hear an organ. I don't hear a piano. Where's Gabby and Lulu? There's something about being around creation. So if you had, if you've had a bad life, and you can't find a, nothing, a reason to praise God, look at a tree. Look at, listen, listen. This is this is so crazy. The Bible says that whenever, when listen, whenever a demon-possessed person is delivered. 
Look what the Bible says. The Bible says that the, those demons that leave that body, they go to dry places. Dry places. What does dry place mean? Where there's no vegetation, where there's no nature, where there's no water. Demons can't stand being around creation. So when they enter a body, boom, they, they govern that body. When, you, when, when, that, when that demon is cast out the body, they're looking for desert places. Because nature is a constant reminder of praise and worship. So we sang today, if creation worships God, so will I. The question is, are you going to let rocks take your praise? Are you going to let nature and, and animals outpraise you? When all along you have what they don't have, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So I want to challenge you as you all rise up. I want to challenge you to join the celestial worship team right now. And I want to I want to challenge you today to take a step of faith. I don't know what has limited you from being expressive in your worship. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's upbringing. Maybe it is, I don't know, culture. I don't know what it is. But everything created praises the Lord. Psalms 150, if you could put it on the screen. Look what Psalms 150 says. Is it there? It says, Psalms 150, verse 1. Psalms 150, verse 1. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Can a trumpet praise God? No. Praise him with the harp. Can an harp, harp praise God? Praise him with a liar. Not a, not a liar, but a liar. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath, somebody say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.